0: yet another episode of the Six Yards Podcast. Uh, this is Manan and I'm going to be your host for the day. Uh, we'll be discussing Arsenal season uh, with a super fan, uh, Supreet. Uh, welcome, Supreet. How have you been doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing awesome. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about
0: this <laughs> season. Yeah, I, I mean... Uh, Given you know the highs of last season, it is a little bit disappointing to you know fall flat again, and 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 given the fact that Arsenal did start well, uh, in in terms of Willian getting the three assists, but yeah, so let's let's move on. Uh, let's let's start with the transfer window first. Uh, so Arsenal got around what I think uh, seven eight players, some of them on loans. Uh, let's start with Thomas Partey, uh, huge big money signing from Atletico Madrid, huge expectations quality player. What were your thoughts on him? Did he, uh, you know, justify the transfer fee and how do you see him uh, uh, playing next season? Um,
1: So far, he, I wouldn't say he's justified his transfer fee. 45 million is a pretty sizable amount yeah. for uh, Arsenal these days. Uh, given, you know, we're not playing the Champions League. It doesn't look like we're going to play the Champions League anytime soon. Um, and... Uh, so, But we did need a sizable investment in midfield. We needed a player who can be, uh, you know, a Patrick Vera replacement. Someone who been, uh, you know, we, who, who we've been trying to replace mm. for the last 16 years. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's justified it so far. He's had an injury-ridden season. He had, I think, two or three injuries. We rushed him back a couple yeah. of times. Um, he went off hobbling after that. Uh, and since then he's he's played along with you know alongside a string of uh, you know midfield partners who not really complement his style. He's played with Sabio's, uh, he's played with El he's played with Jaka, who who he seems most compatible with. Um,
0: uh, but yeah. then
1: again, um, it's 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 just been a very okayish first season. But I think uh, he's still a very important player. I think uh, you know at, at least in the base uh, at the base of the midfield, I think he's going to be. A very important player for us. We just need to find the right partner for, uh, you know, him to, you know, complement uh, to complement his style and uh, and build the team, it or at least build the base of the midfield around around him.
0: Right. Yeah. And and he, he yeah, like you correctly mentioned, you know, he he did suffer from injuries, and whenever he did play, he looked looked like a good uh, addition to the squad. Yeah. Uh, uh, next, we'll move on to the centre back, uh, Gabriel. Uh, you know, again, young Brazilian centre-back with good, uh, huge expectations. Uh, he did yeah. well in Ligon uh, under Lille. Uh, and, yeah, he, what do you think? What were his performances? How, how did he fare? Is he, you know, did he immediately improve the Arsenal defence or is he one for the future?
1: Um, I think he, uh, I think, first of all, excellent signing. He is definitely a player for the future. Uh, but I think he was thrown into the, you know, the deep end, you know, too, too mm. soon. Primarily because, yeah. uh, you know, we have uh, wonderful defenders like Dewey's and uh, David Dewey <laughs> and, and Holding and, and, and Chambers and all of these guys, uh, and and our injury troubles didn't make it any easier. Uh, but mm. I think he was one of the, uh, I would say, one of the few bright lights this season. Uh, though I think uh, he, he picked up, he ended up picking up. Uh, a red card. Uh, I, I think he picked up a red card, and then the season for him just seemed to spiral down uh, yeah. from there onwards. Um, and and since and, and after that, I think he struggled to uh, you know uh, stamp his authority back in the team. By then, we had uh, Pablo Murray who was going through a decent run. Uh, we had uh, David Luiz who who actually uh, you know was important to our style of play for a few games, and then. Uh, I think mm. Gabriel just came towards the end of the season, but overall, not a bad season for uh, you know a South American coming to England and and playing uh, you know Premier League football for the, for the very first time. So uh, not bad at all. I think uh, you know he's going to play a lot more uh, next season. We again, like I said, we just need to find the right partner to complement uh, Gabriel. I don't, I, I'm not sure if mm. Rob Holding is the answer, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's that's uh, that that looks uh, like the most likely case.
0: Right, and and talking about uh, you mentioned Pablo Mari, who also signed on a permanent deal uh from from Flamengo. So yeah. is he like a stopgap signing, or do you see him cementing his place in the first eleven uh, for Arsenal next season? Uh, what are your thoughts on him?
1: Cementing the first place, I'm not so sure. So he's a left left-footed uh center back, just like Gabriel. So I think he's going to be a backup center back. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's not a he's not a, say, a you know bad second second choice or, or a bad substitute option to have. He's he's good on the ball. He doesn't have a, a lot of pace, but uh, he's he's composed. He's he's a little bit like Murty Um mm-hmm. You know he, he's he's got uh, a good command uh, at the back. Uh, so I mean he's not a bad second second choice uh, you know left center half uh, option at all. So I think he he, he did play in a few games. Uh, did show his uh, maturity, but again, not not the long term solution that we need at the back. So, uh, given the financial status, given the current financial environment that Arsenal are in, I think we're we're just going to keep him as a substitute uh, centre back.
0: Right, right, right. And uh, talking about fellow Looney who you know joined on a permanent transfer this season, uh, Cedric. Yeah. Uh, he's I, I think he's been decent in patches for uh, Arsenal. Yeah. But has he done enough to usurp uh, Hector Bellerin or or are still Arsenal looking for a new right back in the market?
1: Um, no, he's definitely not done enough. He had a you know a string of games, uh, but then at best I think he's, uh, you know he's a he's an additional uh, wing back who can play either right back or left back. So hmm. uh, he's like more of a squad player. I, I honest I mean I don't see him getting or, or keeping his uh, position in the first-team squad at all. So, uh, the problem, I mean, our our, our, our uh, transfer strategy is so flawed. We've, we've signed him on a free transfer on a, for four years. And we can't even, it, it doesn't, he doesn't have much of a yeah. market value. And I don't think there are many clubs that are lining to, you know, you know to get it to, for his signature. So, it's just a case of us having to keep him until we find a suitor. Uh, and uh, not a again, like I said, not a bad option to, given how injury prone our squad is. Not a bad option to uh, you know uh, bring in on as a third op th- third choice right back or a left back. Right. International experience, yeah.
0: So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh. Um. Moving on to this season's loonies now. Uh, Arsenal got a good deal done. I I feel for uh, Martin Odegaard. I think he he did. But you you forgot to ask me about. Bejar. I I am coming there. I am coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am okay. saving the best for the last. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Martin Odegaard. Uh he instantly sort of lifted Arsenal. Uh he gave that impetus in attacking midfield. He he was the one that you know wanted the ball more often than not, and he was trying to make things happen. What were your thoughts on him and? Uh, uh, do you see arsenal signing him on a permanent transfer next season
1: um yeah i mean excellent player first of all i think he was uh, one of you know the three youngsters who actually uh, you know rescued sort of rescued a season uh, yeah. in the last few months uh, him Smithro and saka uh, whether we'll sign him does i mean it looks a bit unlikely because i'm pretty sure uh, we might sign him on loan again but a permanent signing might be a little out of our reach uh mm. because i'm pretty sure real madrid will want a pretty sizable fee for him and i'm not too sure if uh odegaard would you know not want to play in the champions league at this stage of his career right yeah uh but yeah excellent player uh, fits well into our midfield uh, uh you know he can play through the channels uh, i think a better option for arsenal would be you know just keep Joe willock instead um, and if, if i mean if you're unable to get odegaard and uh, Uh, you know, get Willock to play a lot more games and give him that advanced position which Odegaard used to play, right? Uh, Give him some faith in your own uh, uh, academy's youngsters.
0: Sure, definitely. And I I was actually about to ask after the transfers about what are your thoughts on Joe Willock because he seems to be, you know, in golden touch at the moment for Newcastle. Every every game he, uh, you know, turns up he scores. Yeah. And he's actually been a huge savior for Chelsea as well in terms of getting the top four because he scored against West Ham, mm-hmm. he scored against uh, Liverpool, so yeah. all of our top four rivals, he's he kind of scored. So do you think uh, he 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 uh, he deserves a chance next season, like you said, in case Arsenal does not uh do not sign Odegaard?
1: See, here's the thing, right? Um, I mean, uh, absolutely, we'll excellent player, but whether he uh again it depends on whether uh you know whatever style of play the manager uh, wants to bring in whether uh, Willock suits to it i'm not too sure but for newcastle uh, with all, all due respect to them uh, you know a club that's uh, you know usually uh, you know playing with relegation um, yeah. i think Willock is, is brings up the quality of that team he, I, I think he kind of showed that he literally pulled them out of the relegation zone Along with the uh, yeah. same Maximin, he scored same Maximin, right? He scored yeah. about seven or eight goals. You know, he was. He, it seemed like he was in the form of his life. So, uh, I mean, I would definitely give him a chance. Um, but the thing with that again is, uh, let's say he's unable to uh, prove himself next season, right? That means yeah. we, we, won't, we won't be able to get the 20-30 million that we can get for him right now, yeah. which is True. a huge amount of money. For Arsenal in, in the current financial circumstances, right?
0: Definitely.
1: It's a it's a tough question to answer, but I think uh, if we don't get Odegaard, I think we should keep Vilak and uh, try and mold him into a player that suits to our our style of play.
0: Definitely. Um, moving on to a quick thought on two new goalkeepers that Arsenal signed this season: uh, Runar Runarsson and Matt Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. It it we. Uh, Ryan did uh, you know, end up playing a few games, but uh, what are your thoughts on those, these two keepers? You know, uh, have they done enough to you know challenge Leno for a number one spot? Or I think it's Runnison, just
1: yeah, Runnison, absolutely not. He's he's what 2021. Uh, you know, had a horrible game. I think in the yeah. uh, cup against City. Uh, I don't think we'll be seeing him anytime soon. I would rather uh, you know promote uh, someone like uh, Matt Macy who's Mm. Uh, I think he's uh, still at the club if I'm right or he's, yeah. I think he was loaned out uh, you know to Hibernian or something like that. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't honestly see uh, you know Runison, uh in long-term master plans. Matt Ryan mm. bought in as a uh, you know second-choice goalkeeper. I, I'd rather keep him as a second-choice goalkeeper if, if he don't let go of Leno. Mm. Uh, but if we do let go of Leno I'm not sure if uh, if you are, if you have plans of signing onana like the rumors uh, that uh, you know, the rumor mills are doing the rounds uh, yeah. Yeah, Ryan, uh not a bad second choice goalkeeper for someone with uh, you know decent international experience and premier league experience
0: yeah definitely and uh, finally moving on to the blockbuster transfer of the summer Willian. Uh, you know on paper it did it make sense to be honest for arsenal to sign William because uh, he comes with a glittering CV, uh, huge experience in the Premier League, but uh, giving a three-year deal to a thirty-two-year-old, it, it kind of puts a huge question mark over the deal. Uh, what were your thoughts on him? I I know for a fact that you will. Men- I, I don't even. I'm not even i am not going to ask the question whether he was a success or not because I already know the answer. But what were your thoughts on William and, uh, you know, in general, how did he fare in the season? Can't
1: wait to get rid of him. <laughs> um a 3 year uh, deal for a, what a 30 31 year old i think um yeah, bad decision i think uh, this we, we we again with uh, Aubameyang, I, you know i think he was indispensable at the end of last season but yeah a, a 3 year deal is what he was pushing for uh, i think we should have just given Aubameyang a 2 year deal mm-hmm. according to, uh, Willian again a two-year deal probably would have sufficed three years is pulling it too much and I think the club is trying to get rid of him now and, and figuring out if there are there's anyone out there that <laughs> wants <laughs> uh, wants to sign him but he's had an awful season uh, for several reasons um, uh, he's he's just not fit into uh, you know the squad whatever style of play the manager wants which which yeah. even I don't know what that style of play is but yeah he doesn't he definitely doesn't fit into it he's not showed leadership he's not showed experience uh, at the top level uh, just an awful signing all over and and i don't even know why the manager persisted you know, you know playing him in so many games uh, yeah. like i said can't can't wait to see the back of it
0: <laughs> yeah that was a bizarre decision uh, it seems from i think it was an edu signing if i'm not wrong but uh, so. yeah, yeah. It, 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 it it's it's a bizarre decision to, keep, to give him a 3 year contract for sure uh, moving on to the season, Arsenal season, uh, what started as a really promising, you know, uh, season under Mikel Arteta, who seemed to do no wrong, uh, winning the Community Shield against Liverpool, uh, starting in a trailblazing fashion against uh, Fulham with obviously Villian grabbing three assists and beating West Ham United, who obviously in hindsight were one of the better teams this season. Um, to then going from there to crumbling and and nearly you know flirting with relegation how do you see how uh, what are the general thoughts on the uh, arsenal season before we uh, deep dive into it um
1: are you talking about the season as a whole or are you talking about you know the start of the season
0: uh we can start with the start of the season before we move on okay. to the latter part of the season um
1: like you said uh, it seemed like uh, you know, th- uh, one, you know, the style of play was centered around uh, being compact, not conceding goals, which has always mm. been an Achilles heel for Arsenal in the past. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't concede too many goals. Okay, we, we lost games to uh, Man City and Leicester early in the season, uh, mm. but those were 1-0 losses and and uh, you could see that, the, you know, the you know, both those games, we, we didn't play badly. We we had chances that we narrowly missed uh, and it was just, yeah. you know, City just took both Man City and Leicester City took the only chance they had and those were narrow losses and then yeah. from there onwards, it just crumbled into, you know, mediocrity. I don't even know what to describe it. We I, I think we ended mm-hmm. up losing uh, eight games by the time it was mid-December. We we lost. We had that horrible, I mean, I, I cannot even describe it. I I used to these were all late sunday night matches that i used to wake up <laughs> for um, you know we lost 3-0 at home to villa we lost to uh, bulls we lost to burnley um, we lost away at uh, tottenham and everton
0: yeah
1: uh, and yeah, we, i think we, we we had a draw in between against southampton and that that also just seemed like you know we were, we, we probably could have lost that by two or three goals yeah uh,
0: gabriel got a red card in that
1: yeah it, it just seemed like the squad uh, had delved into you know some sort of low confidence um, mm. all of a sudden and, and they just couldn't pull their act together. Um, and yeah. even the football on show was was pretty mediocre, right? It seemed like the, mm. the team was afraid to take risks, afraid to, uh, you know, put in a challenge. Uh, you know, yeah. a couple of decisions also didn't go our way. Uh, you know, Pepe's red card at Leeds. Uh, yeah. However stupid it was, I, I think it was, I mean, yeah... Uh, you know, even though it was a nudge, I think a red card was probably a bit harsh. But whatever the rules think differently, yeah.
0: uh,
1: I think uh, yeah, I, I, it was just you know terrible football all round. And whatever you say, I think the manager has to take blame for it. Uh, mm. We just couldn't. We did. It seemed like we had no game plan. Uh, hmm. From from being compact, we just went on to concede what. Uh, you know. You know. We, we just went on conceding goals against bang average teams and. Yeah. You know, we were flirting with relegation by by the time it was mid December.
0: True. But then I mean, I mean obviously the Robin Hood Club that is Chelsea comes trotting around to Emirates and then you gives you all the confidence in the world is it? Was that the turning point, you know, you beating Chelsea? Because um, that was a game where we saw a very fluid Arsenal, we saw a very uh, mature performance from the gunners and, and that sort of sparked a cut turnaround. And then you know you what what you had Around uh, four, five, six games unbeaten on the trot, and and did, was that the turnaround point for you uh, in Arsenal season?
1: Um, turnaround point. I mean, if you if you're saying turnaround uh, in the fashion that we went on to win the Premier League, uh, it doesn't seem like that. But <laughs> yeah, turnaround in the sense we at least managed to arrest that uh, you know that downfall
0: that
1: yeah. we have. Uh, so and it and uh, that. 3-1 win, uh, like, it felt like uh, finding water uh, in the middle of a desert after, uh, you know, going seven days without drinking or something like that. It felt
0: really <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: um, But yeah, uh, I think that game uh, showed that, you know, the team did have some fight left in them. Mm-hmm. Um, Sakash, you know, bought in a lot of maturity in midfield. Uh, we looked solid in that game and it seemed like we could have probably won that match. You know, four nil or something, and uh,
0: yeah.
1: it was only a late goal that you know, uh, and we lost our clean sheet. But I think there was a Georgino penalty or something as well. We we could have, yeah. could have blown that game up completely, yeah. so, uh, thanks to our own stupidity. But yeah, I think uh, that kind of signaled some sort of a you know turnaround in form. Uh, you know, we I think we went on to win like four or five games. Uh, you know, out of the next seven or eight matches after that, so. Uh, mm. it felt like you know there would be some change in fortunes but um i, I yeah, overall at the end of the season when you look at it, it it doesn't seem like you know that game you know signified a lot but yeah it yeah. was a important game for us uh, i think uh, if we had lost that game and maybe the next i think it was uh, the end of uh, um, arteta
0: definitely yeah
1: it's it's actually
0: surprising that Arteta survived that phase. Fee, uh, and, yeah. and credit to him that he's turned it around uh, quite nicely from that that point on. Uh, I'm not um, sure if, I, if you're being sarcastic, but yeah. I no, think... I'm not. Because uh, uh, if you compare the two halves, right? Um, the first half was absolutely shocking for a club like Arsenal. And that's just my view. But in the second half, he's actually done decent. And you, you've seen these likes of, you know, the stats going around that. Uh, in 2021, you know, Arsenal are a second in the Premier League if you just consider 21 and all. So, all of that shows that he has made a significant turnaround in form. Yeah. Uh, and and talking about uh, that la- latter half of the season yeah, uh, so Arsenal finished on the season on a high, uh, five consecutive Premier League wins. Uh, so, what were your thoughts on the second half of the season? Predominantly after, you know, uh, post the Chelsea game to be uh, very precise.
1: Um, okay, so you're talking only about the Premier League, or so only,
0: uh, only the Premier League? We'll, we'll move on to other competitions.
1: Okay. Um, uh, there were a few losses as well, uh, but overall, yeah. I think we had we had stabilized somewhat. Uh, you know, in the second half of the season, um, the aim was obviously to finish in the European positions, which we yeah. fell short of by one point. But uh, those five wins at the end uh, kind of you know at least uh, put some respect to our uh, league position at mm-hmm. least it was in a single digit yeah but overall i mean if you take it uh, take the season as a whole it, it it has been a season to forget the second half was just a saving grace um, yeah. it, uh, you know there are there, were, there are very few bright spots that i can actually think about apart you know the, the only thing being the youngsters uh, all all around the squad, uh, you know that that showed maximum maturity to bring us out of this mess. Mm.
0: Um,
1: yeah, uh, in terms of the style of football, uh, not easy on the eye. Uh, at least having watched Arsenal for so many seasons, it doesn't seem like uh, you know there is any sort of cohesiveness about the squad. Uh, there is no uh, marksman up front who you can rely on game after game. Uh, Aubameyang yeah. has uh, had gone through the motions due to various reasons uh personal and otherwise said, um, mm-hmm. is not the kind of striker who you can expect 20 goals out of consistently yeah um, pepe has had a decent season uh, i wouldn't say a, a bad season especially true I mean, he had a he didn't have a good season the first time around, but i think he's definitely improved i think he's he scored uh, 15 uh, goals a season which is not a bad return uh, and he hasn't started has not even started games consistently so uh, mm-hmm. the hope is uh, you know he 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 he's going to get his confidence back and and start a lot more games and uh, you know be the permanent uh, you know outlet on the right hand side, uh, but then again he, he, at times he just gives that uh, you know the the feeling that he doesn't care right mm. and and that sort of mediocrity you know should be thrown out of the club honestly yeah
0: um,
1: yeah but uh, if you uh, if you ask me the second half of the season yes it's it's Borden um. You know, some hope that, you know, next season, we might just about sneak into Europe.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so moving on to other competitions, you know, starting, let's uh, let's start with the FA Cup. Uh, Arsenal were defending champions, obviously. Uh, So, the hopes were naturally high to defend the title, at least go deep into the tournament, if nothing else. Uh, Crashing out in the fourth round against a poor Saints team, what were your thoughts on that? Because... Uh, let's be honest. FA Cup and the League Cup were probably the two best, uh, you know, realistic shots for Arsenal at a trophy. So, what were your thoughts on uh, you know uh, Arsenal crashing out to Southampton in the fourth round?
1: Yeah, I'll first talk about the League Cup. Honestly, yeah. uh, you know, tired of seeing City uh, or rather tired <laughs> of being drawn against City in every competition. I mean, yeah, you can. We tend to do well against them in in these uh, cup competitions, but uh, I don't want to see them again for the next few seasons because you Liverpool, beat Liverpool. Yeah, we we beat Liverpool on penalties, but it didn't. I mean, it was it was like it didn't come to anything at, at the end, right? So yeah. yeah, and we got thrashed by City. We in fact got humbled uh, four yeah. one. Um, coming to the FA Cup, yes, uh, we should have done better in that game against Southampton i don't think we showed any quality in that match uh, and it was just one goal uh, from walker peters that separated the two teams honestly it wasn't it, it was it was like an own goal uh, i think it deflected off gabriel if yeah. right. um, but honestly we didn't show enough fight uh, in that match to even uh, you know claim you know to to want to defend our uh, title uh, and and by the time we were out of the FA Cup and the League Cup, uh, I, I think it was somewhere around uh, January. It seemed, yeah. you know, we have ideally kept all our focus on the Premier League and, and maintained a consistent run, but that didn't happen either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the FA Cup was, uh, you know, a, a done and dusted thing by Jan. So, honestly, not much to talk about. it.
0: Yeah. Moving on to, um, you know, the Europa League, uh, Arsenal's best shot at getting back into the Champions League. And and for the most part, I think they did all right. Uh, you know, uh, they had what? They clean, uh, swept the group stage, I believe. Six out of six? Yeah. And uh, they were decent against Benfica also. Although they yeah. had to sort of... Uh, they had a scare. Uh, but yeah. they did all right, uh, I felt. And uh, uh, so, what were your thoughts on the run itself? Before we actually go on to the semi-finals. What were your thoughts on the run Uh. The round of thirty-two game against Benfica, then the quarterfinals, or, or rather, round of sixteen against Olympiakos, and the quarterfinals against uh, Slavia Prague.
1: I think the game against Benfica was probably our best performance of the season. That, along with the uh, the win against Chelsea, but mm. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we we drew the first leg, and and we, we knew we had to win the second leg, and Benfica were leading at one point, uh, yeah. and, we, and we scored twice. Uh, so that was an excellent performance i thought uh, uh, in greece um, against olympiakos uh, i think our away performance in the first leg was was good enough to seal the tie we, i think lene and rodegard scored a couple of brilliant goals mm.
0: um
1: uh, but then yeah we 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 lost the home leg but it didn't matter we had enough yeah. uh, you know we had enough to uh, defend that and go through um, and the match against Slavia Prague, it, I think it was a walkover. Uh, at least the second leg was. The, the first leg True. was quite weird. We I think we had to score a very late goal um, to rescue that match. Hmm. Uh, the away leg was kind of a walkover. This the yeah. semi-finals were a thorough disappointment, to be honest. Um, uh, you know that we we should have. I mean, uh, obviously, a lot of some history over there. You know, Emery wanting to come back yeah. and proving a point. Uh, but we 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 lost to the eventual uh, you know Europa League winner, so that's the only saving grace I can say. But yeah, I think Emery, uh, I think Villarreal, uh, you know they they're a well-drilled squad. They yeah. have the right sort you know sort of experience at the back uh, with Albiol. Uh, uh, you know the Spain international Pau Torres yeah. back and uh, you know Moreno up front. So they have a good squad, uh, but I think we should have done more to at least um, you know you know get a um, you know some sort of a, at least give them a good fight in the second leg. But we, you know we were just toothless. Uh, Villarreal knew where to clamp us down. Uh, I don't yeah. even remember us having a proper shot on target in that second half. I think there was one Rob holding header, uh, and he he was our best. Uh, you know he was our most potent attacking threat. So you could yeah. say. You know that that was how bad we were uh, across those two legs. So we we deserved to get knocked out uh, in that match. And um, if we had gone to the final, I think uh, it's a one-off game against United. Anything could have happened. Um, and I would have liked to see an Arsenal United final, final. It's It's been years since we uh, actually played a proper cup match match with United, and uh, yeah. nothing better than a European final. Um, oh and And also, like a good parallel to London versus Manchester uh, final that happened in the Champions League. but yeah, yeah it didn't it, it just didn't pan out that way. Uh, True. yeah, and anyways, at this point it doesn't seem like uh, you know we're gonna get into Europe anytime soon at least i, I honestly don't see us um, qualifying to the Champions League next season. I, I think mm-hmm. we'll finish in a Europa League position. And that will do us some sort of good, Uh, you know. No European distractions for a while. Right. Uh, But yeah, uh, overall a very average. uh, I mean, I I would say above average uh, Europa League campaign, which could have Mm. probably ended better if he had, uh, you know, put some more, uh, uh, you know, so heart and soul into it.
0: Yeah, probably. What would probably hurt the most is the fact that he only had to score one goal. At home, you know, you already had the away goal in the back, so yeah. yeah. I guess that 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 probably it's what made fans more frustrated. But um, yeah, I think overall a decent campaign. Uh, I mean, considering the current situation, of course. Uh, moving on to the players, uh, just uh, I have a couple of questions around you know the form of Aubameyang signed a huge contract and suddenly dipped again. So we've seen this before with Arsenal, isn't it? Um, with the likes of Ozil. So, was that another dampener or do you think he'll regain his form next season?
1: I sincerely hope he does Um, because I don't think we have the finances to go and sign, uh, you know, centre-forward at least. Um, So, we have to stick to um, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Martinelli. Um,
0: Mm.
1: I think we're going to let NKTR go. Um, and and we've signed, uh, you know, an academy player called uh, Florian Balogun. But beyond yeah. that, I, I don't think we have enough attacking options. Uh, so, I think Obamiang has to definitely prove his worth next season. He's a club captain. I think, oh. uh, uh, you know, a proper, uh, you know, pre-season break will do him a world of good. Because he's not had the best season. Uh, mm. Due to personal reasons as well, um, I think there were uh, he, he had a bout of malaria. I think yeah. uh, uh, there was the entire COVID crisis. Um, mm. You know there was this uh, you know the trip, his uh, international trip where the entire Gabon team was yeah. stuck in the Cameroon airport if I'm right or whatever. Yeah, so mm. I mean, it's just been a, like a very weird season. And, and last season I think he he scored what 30 goals for us. Uh, there was literally I mean we we finished the season quite late and within mm. two or three weeks we were back playing in the community sh- shield uh, so he, he there was no proper uh you know off season for us so i think uh, an off season will will do him a lot you know world of good and i i hope he comes you know firing on top uh, for us next season
0: mm, yeah uh, and you know in all, oh, all in all you know it was a pretty uh, pretty much a season to forget for arsenal like you mentioned uh if you had to Pick one player who you know stood out among this uh, amongst this uh, pretty average season for Arsenal. Who would that be?
1: Um, I would say um, Saka. I think he's been our uh, yeah. best and most consistent player. Hmm. I think followed very closely by Smithrow and Tierney. Right. Yeah, but I, I think, think had... Saka was was one of the standard performers. Uh, you know, probably the one of the first names in the. You know, on
0: uh, on the starting lineup. Yeah, I think he 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 did his uh, reputation no harm really, and he's, he's definitely
1: are, yeah. I just hope City aren't uh, lurking around.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's he's a, he's a really uh, you know he's potentially a world class talent right there. So uh, from a national point of view, I, I I would I mean hope from, from your perspective that they do everything in their power to keep him at the club, and and you know build a side around him uh moving on to you know like uh, while we are talking about the season in the whole, as a whole uh, what how would you rate the season out of 10 say uh in all the competitions if you had to review it
1: out of 10 is it
0: yeah
1: i would give a negative rating but uh, i think uh, 4 is uh, a pretty uh, i think i think it's a pretty reasonable uh, rating for the season
0: Yeah, and and on on the season, on the back of the season, you know, uh, like we had discussed before that Arteta survived a very, very tricky phase. Uh, Tricky is probably putting it mildly uh, back in, by the end of the December. Mm. Uh, So, do you think Arteta is still the right man to lead Arsenal into the new season? Because there will be a whole host of planning going around the transfer targets and who to get in and who to sell. And and obviously, uh, the manager plays a huge part in it because, you know, what uh, he obviously the club would target the players that fit his style of play and his philosophy. So do you think Arteta is still the right man for the job, or or is it the right time to you know cut ties and get a probably a more experienced uh, uh, man at the helm?
1: Um. See, honestly, I'm a bit jealous of Chelsea uh, because <laughs> uh, they really don't. I mean, it's it's a. Um, it's a like a ruthless uh, policy of um, yeah. changing managers, and you know Arsenal fans talk about how uh, you know how they um, you know want their managers to have longevity and be yeah. at the club and uh, you know uh, stay at the club for a long time and, and build a sort of legacy around the club like mm. we did with Arsenal and and if you look look in general at Arsenal's history, we've not. Change managers too frequently, right? We've had yeah, managers, yeah. had us created the helm for long, uh, right from the days of uh, you know uh, uh, George Graham and um, and and much before that George Allison and, and Herbert Chapman yeah. and all of them. Um, so I mean the way Chelsea run their business, uh, you know they keep you know right from you know Mourinho to uh, you know to Scolari to Villas Boas to you know Di yeah. uh, Matteo Abram Grant, you know so many managers there. Um, you know, to recently like Conte, Mourinho again, uh, Tuchel, Chelsea, even after all these changes, they somehow still managed to get into cup finals uh, and they consistently keep winning league titles and trophies. Whereas Arsenal, in spite of all this longevity, uh, you know, having a proper um, or rather wanting to build a proper structure and wanting to have a manager that, Uh, you know, has, you know, stamps his entire philosophy into the club over a period Mm. of time, bringing the kind of squad together, building that squad over a period of seasons. It's not really translated into trophies, right? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, to answer the question, um, Arteta got away with a lot uh, more than, uh, I mean, he had a worse uh, time in the uh, club than Emery. I think what did not work for Emery was the fact that he could not communicate well He's not yeah. as, as uh, uh, English-savvy as, as Arteta is. And yeah. Arteta had to play in front of empty stadiums, right? If, if, yeah, if, true. If, if Arteta was playing in front of, uh, you know, uh, sold-out stadiums, I think he would be facing the brunt. There would be a lot of Definitely. Israel, mm. uh around the stadium, if, if you know, especially during that run where we lost seven or eight games.
0: Yeah.
1: Is he the manager for the club? I still don't know. It's too early to answer I think uh, yeah, I mean looking back at it yes he seemed like this young uh, manager who had a lot of ideas um, call it what you want he was Guardiola Spornman or whatever he we mm. did end up beating city and Chelsea in the final and and those yeah. were two practical master classes call it whatever True. you want classes, right this yeah. season uh, I mean like I said I, I think I'm, I talked about this very early in the season as well those were two one-off games. Uh, and Arsenal played like cup, you know, these games were cup finals and we won both of them. But mm. that's not going to work in a 38, uh, uh, you know, in a league season that, that has 38 games, right? Um, mm. That same style is not going to work and the season is a stark reminder of that. So, if he's, I, I still don't know what exactly is his this style of play because it seemed like we wanted to be compact earlier, but we, I mean, we still have a, you know, much better defensive record than a lot of, other, you know, most of the other teams in the top six, but yeah. still we've we've not won enough games. We've we've lost what fourteen games a season.
0: Yeah, 13 It is yeah. not
1: good enough. Uh, I think uh, uh, in terms of uh, transfers, uh, we've we've done okay. We've bought in uh, players like uh, Party and Gabriel, who, who who we think will have uh, you know a big future at the club, and we've gotten. Rid of a lot of Redwood, right, Mustafi, mm, true. Uh, Ozil, Socrates, Kolasinac, um Sebaios is gone. Um, you know, we, we we still have a lot of players who, uh, you know, we need to need to take a decision on. So the next mm. few weeks, at least till the start of the season, where we uh, are able to balance out the squad, uh, are going to be key. Uh, mm. How we start the season is also going to be very important. We don't mm. have any European distractions, so anything. Um, honestly anything less than a I would say a Champions League finish uh, is, is not going to work out well for him I yeah. think even if we finish in the Europa League positions uh, next season that is in the top 7 I think um, however uh, unfortunate that is going to be We are, I think we are still going to stick to uh, Arteta I mean I don't think the club can take another uh, season of not qualifying into Europe
0: mm.
1: mm. so if we finish in, uh, in a position that's outside the top seven, I think uh, it's time for uh, him to go and us to find a much more established manager.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on, you know, uh, assuming that Arteta stays at the club, you know, uh, we discussed about some of the players that have been moved on, but what are some of the, you know, what are the key positions that Arsenal need to strengthen uh, to realistically challenge for a Champions League spot or a Europa League spot? And uh, who are those players that, you know, Arsenal are targeting and you would you would want to target um, from a realistic point of view, of course. Uh, so, yeah, in terms of transfer targets, who would be your first choice and in the key positions?
1: Yeah, um, we definitely need a solid right back. Uh, I think uh, Belden is is on his way out. Cedric uh, mm-hmm. not good enough first choice. Maitland Niles wants to play in central midfield. If the manager can somehow convince May or uh, you know, convince uh, Maitland-Niles that you know you're going to be my first choice right back, and if the player is okay with it, I would keep Maitland-Niles. Otherwise, we need we are in the market for a first choice right back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, in the center of defense, uh, D- David Lewis is already gone. Yeah. And apart from that, we have uh, we have Chambers, we have uh, Gabriel, we have Holding, we have Saliba who is going to come back from loan. Yeah. Uh, and we have Pablo Murray. So we have five players there. Uh, I'm not sure if I took Callum Chambers' name, but there's another player. Right did, there. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So again, some of these players are, I think uh, you know, I, on the fringe. Arsenal are going to take a decision on whether they want to let someone like Chambers go. Mm. Uh, but I honestly I don't see us buying another centre back, or uh, because we, we, uh, I think we were linked to Ben White today um, okay. for a 40 million bid which is a lot to play uh, you know a lot to pay at this point in time for a I, I don't know honestly don't understand why english players are so heavily mm, overpriced. true yeah, yeah um apart from that i think we need a second choice left back to back up tierney but that's not very important i think cedric can do a okay job a job there uh, yeah, as long as tierney or uh, you know tierney keeps fit um we mm. definitely need some reinforcements in midfield if jaka is going Sebias uh, is already gone uh, and Odegaard is, uh, you know, returning to Madrid. So we are only left with Partey, uh, El Nini, Smithro, and Saka at right now. So I think we definitely need some midfield reinforcements.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: someone, uh, you know, one would be a defensive midfielder. I think we will link to Bisuma uh, from Brighton.
0: Yeah.
1: I think he would complement uh, Partey really well. Um, but I think uh, Brighton's asking price might be too much for us. And yeah. we need a blockbuster attacking midfielder who I, I don't think we are going to get. We are going to have to uh, get Smith Rowe to play that role or probably get Odegaard back on loan. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Up front, uh, we have some limitations. But I think it's a, it's going to be a big season for Pepe next season. Uh, when I say big, it's going to be an important season for him. Yeah. We need to get Aubameyang firing. And uh, we have a lot of hope pinned on uh, Martinelli. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because i don't uh, like i uh, like i said like like you say right we don't want to see that chelsea goal being played over, over and over again for the next few years so yeah. time he, you know time we give him that uh, starting slot because he's shown a lot of promise True. and uh, get him to uh, you know uh, lead our line uh, you know in coming seasons
0: absolutely yeah uh, and the positions that you mentioned you know uh, do you have any i mean from your point of view you know we mentioned Bissouma, we mentioned White. For the right-back, uh, are there any top, uh, targets that you would want Arsenal to sign? Hakimi. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, think, but,
1: yeah. Uh, I only kid. I don't think we're going to sign him. Um, I mean, there, there are a few options like Fofana and uh, Lamte from Brighton. But uh, yeah. I think they've, they've played really well this season. I, I, I don't see a reason why Fofana would leave because he's going to play in Europe next season. Yeah. Um, and Lamte is a good young right back, uh, but his stock has gone up. I don't know if Arsenal can afford him. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, we've not really been linked to any, any proper. Uh, I mean, at least not that I know of. There are a mm. few right backs here and there in France that we've been linked to. So I'm not sure if we're going to end up signing right. any of them. So essentially, we need to um get you know trim the squad a little bit. If we let go of Belrin then we'll probably go and sign. You know, some sort of right back mm-hmm. uh, in midfield. Like I said, Bisuma would be an excellent signing, uh, though the rumors of that have died down. You know, died down over the last few weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: there are a few interesting players in the French league. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were linked to Aouar, but honestly, mm-hmm. he has a very average season now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know if we're going to relook, re- relook into that and uh, actually sign him, but. Apart from that, there are a few uh, players, again, in the French League who kind of fit into Arsenal's, uh, uh, you know, financial limits and, and could probably make it into the squad.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and finally, to close the transfer section, you know, how how did you feel about the whole Buendia situation? You know, it, it seemed at a point that you had him, but then somehow Aston Miller just, came and swooped him up in a matter of 2-3 days. Uh, how, what were your thoughts on the whole... Uh, uh, not, too situation not
1: too bad, Not too bad. Because, I, I I mean, yeah, I've heard a lot about him. But if you ask uh, 10 out of... Uh, I mean, if you ask uh, 100 Arsenal fans, I'm pretty sure 95 haven't seen him play. It's uh, probably just the hype of the internet. Uh, mm. You know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he would have been a good player for us. But I think... I, I don't think... Uh, Budget was the issue. If we really wanted him, I think we could have got him. I don't think Aston Villa are uh, financially better than us. Uh, maybe we are looking at an alternative right now who would uh, fit into the team better. We also have the homegrown uh, rule to adhere to. So, uh, I think we are looking for a player that is either home based or um, someone that's I think based in Europe which will improve our uh, you know attacking midfield. So, Honestly, I'm not too disappointed with us lose, losing, uh, you know, Bo India. So, um, I I think only the coming season will say how how good of a player he is, right?
0: Yeah. Valverde, yeah,
1: I... who, Valverde is one name who who we've been linked to a lot, but <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if Arsenal will, uh, you know, pump the money to Real Madrid for him, uh, in case Federico Valverde is it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think at least under Zidane he was uh, first choice, or if not first choice, in there and thereabouts about to break through into the team. So yeah, that would have been some transfer for sure. Because I I I, I think he's he's a very good player, and, and a very versatile one at that.
1: Yeah. This is um, also, uh, uh, Eduardo Camavinga, mm-hmm. um, excellent player, uh, yeah. from Lens. But, uh, like I said, I don't see. I mean, he's his stock has gone up. Yeah, we uh, will have to uh, pay up a lot more. So I don't know if he'll probably sign for Arsenal. Another player who's been linked is Barella from Inter. Um, you know, aggressive central midfielder. Uh, he's got a bit of flair about him. Um, Ruben Neves has also been linked from Wolves. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's. I think he'll be a good fit. Uh, in in Arsenal's uh, play at least. Um, you know, uh, okay, box to box midfielder. Uh, has got uh, a, you know an eye for a good pass uh, i think he'll be a good signing uh, it depends yeah. on how we want to balance the you know the you know the books around the homegrown rule and i think mm. our decision is going to be based on that yeah
0: yeah and and to finally wrap up this amazing discussion uh, what would be you know realistically speaking what are your thoughts or what what should be the target for arsenal next season considering i think we've already touched upon that a little uh, without the distraction of uh, european competitions uh, what would be a realistic what should be a realistic target for uh, arsenal next season uh, considering you know you signed some good players and uh, arteta has a full settled squad with him what what do you think the would target
1: be a... ideally should be mm. getting getting into the champions league places because honestly we don't have um, you know we don't have the additional distraction of europe we don't have to play even if you so if, if, if arsenal go into the semi finals like we did this season you end up mm. playing uh, what, 14 games? 14 or 15 games? Yeah. Uh, that distraction is not there, right? It's only 30 yeah. Premier League games. The FA Cup comes only in January. Uh, so, yeah, a top 4 position and a good run in in, 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 in either of the Cups. Uh, but uh, where I think we'll end up is a Europa League spot, probably 5th or 6th. Uh, mm. And an okay run in, in, in one of the Cups. Right. And that would be a bad season, according to me. yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, yeah. I, just want I think to... you can
0: just build from there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, alright, Supreet. Thank you so much for your thoughts. I think we've come to the end of the uh, discussion. Uh, let's hope Arsenal you do make to the Europa League spots. <laughs> I will not ask for anything more. But yeah, let, let's um, hope for that and, and uh, you know have more discussions next season. Thank yeah. you so much, Supreet. Thank you. Bye. make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at the six yards pod stay safe and have an awesome weekend